Hi, and welcome to Average Joe's Football Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Tim. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Wild Card Weekend. Did I said that? Yeah, yeah, I said that right. Super yeah. Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> Restart the podcast. <laughs> Super Wild Card Weekend. God, Come on. Idiot. Uh, what a Wild Card Weekend it was. It was, like Tim just said, we had one really good game, mm-hmm. and the rest of uh, they played football. Well, some of the teams play football. Yeah, like we kept waiting for there to be a good game, and at least there was one. And then, yeah. they, like, you always hope that games are close, but then this first weekend it was, it was rough. Not, not a lot of it. Yeah, it, it was really bad. So the one good game, and it wasn't like – so we had the first no, number seven seed beat a number two seed. That was the first time that's ever happened. All these teams that weren't supposed to win, according to the math, won. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, you have three coaches that were in the playoffs, took the teams to the playoffs that all lost, that potentially could be fired. Yeah. Yeah. It, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. These coaches, and now they're on the hot seat. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get into it more later, but I, the way that the Cowboys and the Eagles lost puts their head coaches in jeopardy. Whereas, yep. like, Pittsburgh, I would be surprised if Tomlin got fired just because I think they were lucky to be there at all. Yeah. So. I agree. Did you see him walk out of the press conference? I I saw it pop up on my, on my phone, but I didn't watch it. It, re- it was really weird because you could tell he was – he gets that thing with his wide eyes where he's like mm-hmm. – and it scares me. And he was, like, listening, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the, the lady was really nice. She was like, so, uh, Coach Tomlin, you know, you have one year left in your contract. He got up and, like, gone. And I was like, that wasn't even, like, a rude question. Like, mm. he just did – I think he was just really upset. Um, or maybe he knows something we don't know. Right. Huh. I mean, Weird. it would be crazy if Tomlin also mm-hmm. stops coaching the Steelers. In a year that we've had Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban all – leaving their respective coaching jobs for various mm-hmm. reasons for Mike Tomlin to then be gone too would be crazy. You're talking the most tenured coaches in college yep. and NFL all gone like within mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm curious to see what happens on that. But you're right. We'll get to that later. The more exciting part is how awesome these games were for the underdogs who beat the living crap out of the teams that weren't supposed to, or that were supposed to win the football games. Yep. I love that I naturally go to underdogs before I uh, cheer for any winning team ever. So, well, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a normal thing to do. It's true. And shout out to MGM. They screwed my bet up. Joke's on them. I won twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> I paid for my perfect North Day. It was perfect. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. All right. So, first game we have in the dock. Uh, Texans Browns. This is in uh, in Texans or in in Texas in Texas in Houston. Um, so the Texans win this forty five to fourteen, and I would say the score doesn't really reflect the game. I feel like this should have been a lot worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was just an onslaught. And I feel like like Stroud broke all these records, and he didn't even really do that well in the second. Not that he didn't do well in the second half. They didn't even throw the ball. They were up right. so much. Right. Um, he breaks the passing record. He, he set he set all kinds of rookie records for the playoffs. Singletary had a good game. Miko Collins is a beast. I think for me, what did it 
was the play action fake where their tight end slipped out on the right side and he just ran to the left post route to the left and Stroud like turned and was like, Oh man. <laughs> it was like backyard, like dad playing against kids. And tight end was like, Okay. <laughs> and touched that 40 yard touchdown. It was everybody. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the first half was really good. Um you know, it was surprising to see Houston come out and their offense just drive down the field against Cleveland because mm-hmm. Cleveland's defense has been so good. But Flacco was doing enough to keep it close. But then that second half, he threw back-to-back pick sixes. <laughs> and, like, all of that magic of Joe Flacco with the Browns was gone. Yeah. Like a whoopee cushion losing its hair. You know what I mean? Just, just gone. Yeah, I was sitting there, I'm like, that's a big six. Nicole's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, she's like, I'm done with football. You know, I'm done with it. I see all it's in it. And like two minutes later, I was like, huh, pick six. She's like, yeah, I know. You told me. I'm like, no, no, no. Another mm-hmm. one. <laughs> like, like three plays later, she was like, no way. I guess where God looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so, but even funny, if you take the score, take that out of the score, it's still 31 to 14. Yeah. It's still an onslaught. Like, it's it just, it, it, like, Kareem Munn had a decent, okay day. And Joku, Flocka loves his tight ends, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was like they were on some sort of high mm-hmm. and then like the pressure kicked in and he just collapsed. That was the first wild card loss of his career. I saw that. Which is, which is a weird fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, if Flacco wants to be a backup next year, someone will take him. Um, he may just want to go home, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like he's. He's good enough where you can plug him in and he can run your offense and he's not he's not scared of throwing yeah. the ball. Like that was his Achilles heel down the stretch. Like he threw I I think with those two picks, ten picks in the yeah, he was like fourteen for ten in his tenure. <laughs> yeah. So like he'll throw the ball around and if you have a like if your starter goes down and you need a guy to run the offense, he can do it more than yeah. I would like Dallas, you throw Cooper Rush in there, he's just playing game manager. Yeah. It's fine, but Flacco can actually throw the ball down the field. Yeah, like you can plug him in like the Panthers or the Titans. I don't think it'll work, but like the Broncos, <laughs> you can plug him in. Well, in theory, you can plug him in because with their defense and Javante Williams, if he's back, you should be able to run the ball better. Right. Um, so, yeah, for, I, I'd be curious to see what happens. I mean, he can, he can just, he can ride off in the sunset and be done and wait till next year if he wants. Forget training camp. He's better than Tate. Right. Um, and but for Cleveland, we'll get to it more detail, but like to watch what happened there and to watch what their former QB did against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you gotta be like, your stomach's gotta be turning. Yeah. I, I know mine was, even I wasn't I wasn't like ashamed of it. I'm like, oh, this is nuts, but I'm not even a Cleveland fan. Well, yeah, and they so they lost to the team that they traded to get their quarterback who wasn't even playing mm-hmm. because he's hurt. And then the guy that you got rid of to make room for this quarterback from Houston that was hurt goes and wins a playoff game against the reigning NFC champs. Like yep. it's, there are a lot of organizations in the NFL where it's like, whatever, but Cleveland, it just seems like it's poorly run. <laughs> This is exactly why you don't trade up. And, it's not, and I don't mean like ever. I mean like three first-round picks trade up. This is why you don't trade the freaking house 
for a quarterback. Like, it's just not mm-hmm. – you don't know what you're going to get. Like, if you can sign to a free agency, that's a different conversation because you can – you cash is cash. You got to spend it anyway, whatever. But picks, mm-hmm. you only get so many of them, you know, so. Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's how Houston is where they are, you know. Like, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson were the two and three pick in the draft last year, mm-hmm. and they – like Will Anderson was all over Blacko in that game. And they mentioned it in the broadcast where it's you have D'Amico Ryans who came from the 49ers organization. He played for Houston when he was a player. Um <clears throat> and he won. Like that was when they were going to the playoffs and being the Bengals and whatever else. Yep. And then you have CJ Stroud and Will Anderson who played for Ohio State and Alabama very accustomed to winning at those two schools. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just winners. Yep. Yep. And they're probably both going to win rookie of the year for their respective positions. Like you're going to have rookie Ohio, or Ohio offensive rookie, <laughs> defensive rookie, probably going from the same team. Yep. You know, the postseason shouldn't count for that. It doesn't technically, but it will. It, you, you can't, it's like when you're, if you're on a jury and you hear something you're not supposed to, you can't just redact that from your brain. Like <laughs> it's in there now. Right. Like, you can't unhear Stroud breaking records and being the number two team in the AFC. It's just not not number two. Yeah, number no four. Four. Sorry. I don't, wait, what? Oh, sorry. Never mind. Ignore me. Sorry. The, the for some reason the Browns are number two in my head. Oh, okay. I, I, I was all Brown. Yeah, you know. I yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's, it's a turn. Yeah, I get it. I'm following. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to see. So now it's Houston, Baltimore, which mm-hmm. is going to be awesome, which we'll get to later too. But I'm excited to see that shootout. Lamar's going to have his hands full in that because yep. he's going to have to throw the ball, and, and that defense is good. So yep. we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, so second game. This was good for a while. Uh, Chiefs, Dolphins. So Chiefs take it 26-7. The game is close for the majority of the time. I missed this bet, by the way, by the way, for a one yard. I might have told you this, but it was that last throw two ahead. The the tight end didn't go forward. He tried to like get all sneaky with yeah. it. He fell backwards. I thought if two would have thrown for two hundred yards, I won like eighty bucks. <laughs> I was I was angry. Anyway, um, so the Chiefs take it again. The Chiefs didn't look incredible. The Dolphins, I think, I think look at the Dolphins lost this one. Because Mahomes played okay. Rice had a career game. Uh, mm-hmm. Pacheco did well on the ground. Like, nothing stood out. But Tua just couldn't – he couldn't make reads. He couldn't go through his progressions. And it, he was – he just seemed – it was like starstruck. He, he just couldn't function. And he couldn't read routes. I didn't understand it. Yeah, I never felt like Miami was in the game. No. Like, they – so it was, whatever, negative seven degrees and felt like negative 27 or something mm-hmm. the majority of the game. And I, I remember hearing Mike McDaniel talk leading up to the game about how there's no way to prepare for that cold, but, like, you just have to understand that it's going to be cold and it's going to suck, but we're here to win this game and whatever else. And he said more things after that. But it just – to me, watching the game, it never felt like Miami wanted to be there. Yeah. And, like, Mahomes has played in games like this. Kansas City has played in games like this. 
it just seemed like they didn't care about the weather as much as Miami. And yeah. it, it sucks that that's a factor that determines the game, but it was a factor for both teams. So, you know, yeah, it's not like it was favoring one side or the other. Yeah, that was it was nuts because Nicole was like, why are they kicking the ball so short? I'm like, the ball is frozen. Mm-hmm. They're kicking a rock down the field. That's why they're kicking it 30 yards shorter than they're supposed to. Yep. I'm like, the punts aren't going as far. They can't kick field goals. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, I, I, it was – was there one field goal made? Yes, there was – Oh, Bucker oh, kicked three, a lot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just kidding. There was four four field but, goals made. But his longest field goal was 32 yards. So. Yes, because they couldn't kick the ball very far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I always joke. I'm like, how many times have you ever been – your hand is cold <laughs> outside and you bump the car and you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And then, like, I see Pacheco get like – hit by a Miami linebacker and I'm like, oh it hurts my body. <laughs> like it's just it's like when you see a knee injury, you're like, ugh, I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. It was uh it, it was it was fun to watch for a bit, but you could tell yeah, Miami was out of their depth. Mm-hmm. They and it comes out afterwards like they want they're gonna sign two to a long term deal and everything. And I'm like I don't I you don't have a choice. I don't I don't think it's as bad as like signing Daniel Jones because at least two has shown a lot of upside. But at the same time, like, there were a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, now they're like, look, we have to win the division and we have to finish one or two so we don't let this crap happen again. Yeah. Uh, because they clear – Miami, this is a different game, bro. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that with Tua because he – it feels like – he he's kind of like Jared Goff in my head where – you have a great quarterback when everything goes according to schedule. And if his first read is there and you're not getting pressure on him, like you better look out because he's going to throw it all over the field just like golf is. But if you make him uncomfortable and you make him get to his second or third read, it just doesn't work out as well. And yeah. Making that guy your franchise quarterback is like it's okay because you don't have premier quarterbacks just sitting on the street or on the couch, you know? Yeah. So you sign him and you you have to pay that premium because he's a quarterback, but you're going to hamstring your organization because he's not going to win games like this on his own. I agree with that completely. And like you said, you got to do it. I'm front, I'm front loading the first three years. I'm going to look the next three years. You're going to be our guy and I'm going to pay you. I'm going to take huge cap hits. Next three years, you're going to get paid. And then the cap hits and the the final two or three years are going to be very light. And if I don't like you in three years, you're gone. Yeah. He's got to show progression. And then Tyree Kelly is going to be around forever. Water will be, you know, for the next couple of years, but like, you're going to have, like you said, you're going to keep weapons around them. Um, it's it's going to be – and, again, the Dolphins are very hurt. Like, they lost Bradley yeah. Chubb, you know, Jalen Ramsey was in. But, like, they, they had a lot of injuries that were going you know going on. So, they limp into this. Um, I think the I think the Dolphins lost it more than the Chiefs won it, in my opinion. I just feel like two of hamstring that offense so, so badly. Yeah. Um, but, but now we got another fun matchup coming from this. Now – um, the Chiefs are going. Are they going into Buffalo? Yep. Yeah, the Chiefs are going into Buffalo. It's Mahomes' first playoff road game ever. 
Man, That's not an intro field. Well, I hope they lose. <laughs> so I do too. That's, that's all I can say. I, I I like to see Josh Allen. That was a fun game to watch, which we'll get to. But big win for the Chiefs. The Dolphins got some stuff to figure out. But the, the next step is going to be a $250 million contract probably to Tua. Yep. All right. So this was this was fun. I was fun for yeah. me to watch. Uh, Packers-Cowboys. So the Cowboys – so the Packers win this 48-32. Aaron – Aaron Jones, Jordan Love, ter- Aaron Jones did tear it up as well, but yeah. Jordan Love looked fantastic. Like, he only missed five throws in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tore it up. Aaron Jones controlled the running, like, the, the running game. Dobbs over 100 yards. Like, it was just a really good game all around. And they got up so fast. It was, yeah, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. You're talking in the – actually, it was 21 to se- – 27 to 7 going into halftime mm-hmm. and, and the Packers just never let up. Um, it was, it, it was as a, as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure it's hard to watch as a neutral fan. I'm like this, this shouldn't even be happening, but it is fun to watch. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, we were talking last week going into this game, like Dallas, I think they were 16. They'd won their last 16 games at home and they'd been dominant and their defense was the, top-rated defense in the league this year. And Jordan Love just like, yeah, no big deal. And, like, Romeo Dobbs has his best game of his career. All mm. of their receivers are either rookies or second-year guys. Yeah. And Aaron Jones, who is just – he tears up Dallas. I don't yeah. know if you saw the stat that they threw up there on him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. like – in four or five games he averages 120 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. Like Yeah. I mean he must he must have their cadences or not cadences. He must have their like audible or whatever on defense. He has to know yeah. what's going on. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean Jordan Love will we can talk about it more because Dak I want to talk about Dak more too. But of the NFC teams left, you know, the 49ers, Packers, the Bucks, and the Lions, like it's hard for me to not pick Jordan Love out of those quarterbacks right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ba- Baker tore it up too. It. Yeah. I was so proud of that kid. I was like, this is so much fun to watch. He's just. It was just an onslaught. There was a. It, I'm getting. I'm getting ahead of myself, but they all. I, yes, if I have to pick between Purdy, Love, Mayfield, and Golf, I mean, stat wise, you got to go Love or Mayfield. Yeah, you have to. There, there's no. I mean, golf had a good game. Purdy's a good quarterback. I think Purdy's gonna get paid. I think he deserves it. But based on the numbers, yeah, you gotta go Love or Mayfield. I, I still think I go Mayfield just because I feel like he had a better game versus an arguably better team, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you watched your powerhouses get knocked out back to back games this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the NFC. So, yeah, Jordan Love is legit. He yeah. he is. He's showed his true colors. Not a quarterbacks. Tua coming to the playoffs and just lay an egg, but love is like, I'm coming out swinging. And, and, go ahead. and I was just going to say, it is frust- like it's fun to watch them, but it is frustrating as a fan of another NFL team that can't find a decent quarterback that the Packers have gotten yep. another one. <laughs> I agree. Trust me, I, I agree. Yeah. It, it's infuriating. And the other connection we missed, 
I saw a meme and it didn't. I even put two and two together. It was like Mike McCarthy after all these years still helping the Packers win playoff games. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot he was the coach there before he got yeah. fired. Yeah, which I think he needs to go. Bye bye. I, I I do think we'll get to that later too. McCarthy, I think it's time to time to leave. I yeah, I mean, we talked we talked touched on it last week again. Like, I don't think he was a huge problem this year. Like, I think he made some questionable decisions, but Dak had one of his best seasons as a quarterback with McCarthy calling the plays. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dak is the guy. A lot of people have said that. Um, it, I, it's, it's, so, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate for two seconds because I just clicked on it. I mean, he's third in the NFL in passing yards and first in touchdowns with nine turnovers. He's, he's Andy Dalton. He's great in the regular season, and then can't win you a playoff game. Yeah, that's it, it's again. It's not. It's not in the numbers because again, the numbers, like you said, it paints a picture of like pure dominance in the regular season, which they did. They did dominate. But I mean, the number you would kill for a quarterback to have these numbers, but yeah. then you can you're right. You get the playoffs and lay a, lay a dud. And dude, some of these memes are hilarious. Like I saw one is like Dak with a tie on as a car salesman, like in Dallas, like. Oh my gosh. Um, what was the one on field? What? Like, he, the two picks that he had were bad. Like, you're late on an out route, and it, like, the one, I guess you could argue that the guy got there early and blew up the receiver or whatever. But, like, throwing a pick six in the playoffs is so detrimental. Like, you, it's hard to come back from in a regular season game, but in a playoff game with all of that momentum and all that pressure that comes with it, like he, he has been so good all year and then he does that in the playoffs and he struggled last year in the playoffs. He struggled the year before that, but like it, maybe it's just a Dallas thing because Romo was like that. Yep. But I, I don't know. The only common denominator is Jared Jones. Like what's going on behind the scenes? Is he talking to them? Is he having – because, like, a lot of people can't handle the pressure in New York. That's what they say. Really, you just have two poorly run franchises. But yeah. they're the bright lights. Like, only certain people are meant for that. L.A. is probably the same way. Like, are those ex- expectations so high that Dak's having some sort of internal crisis? Because during the regular season, you know, you put up eight wins. You're like, oh, I'm good now. Like, we'll coast into the playoffs, whatever. Like, but the yeah. playoff, playoff, that's one and done. You're, you're out. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's cracking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just – I know I would pay if I was a franchise owner. I would pay any amount of money to get a quarterback that could lead the NFL in touchdowns. Yeah, but then he collapses. So it's like, what do you? You pick your poison. Do you? Do you get rid of the quarterback you know is going to win you eleven regular season games and probably make the playoffs every year for the next probably another five years, mm-hmm. even though he is like thirty-one? Or do you go to a wild card when you look at the Broncos, the Titans, these teams struggling with quarterbacks, and you're like, no, I'm I'll take my eleven wins. Thanks. Right. That, right. That's a problem, but it, it's just it, Jerry Jones. I mean, he's he's not getting any younger. I know he wants one more Super Bowl before he goes. Yeah, and sometimes that's just what like you just need a change of scenery as yep. a guy. And like you look at Jared Goff, like he got cast out of L.A. and then goes to Detroit, and Dan Campbell and that team rally around him, and he's a different quarterback. Yeah. So. Like, like you said, maybe it is something with the pressure. I don't know, but 
<laughs> I would hate to be a Dallas fan today. Uh, I would. So I even my my brother in law Reagan was texting me last week. And he's like, "Yeah, I think they're gonna Dallas gonna lose." I'm like, "Come on, man! It's the Packers. Like you, you got to beat the Packers, right? Like there's no way." But, yeah, that did not go the way I thought it was gonna go. No. Yeah, that that was bad. But yeah, the Packers move on. Who are they playing? 49ers. They have the Packers and Niners. Well, I like these historic franchise playing. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it, it's very fun. Yep. All right. So here's the good game of the week. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Detroit, L.A. Uh, this this came down to, like, the last drive. Um, yep. So Detroit wins it 24-23. I think the big story here is Nakua, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid is, like, 22 years old. He gets nine catches for 181 yards and a touchdown. He's a monster. It's incredible. I'm so glad I picked him up in free agency in my fantasy league because now I can keep him for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, golf had a good game. The quarterbacks mm-hmm. played well. They didn't turn the ball over. This is truly like you're going to have to earn what you get. You're not going to get any freebies. And they grinded it out. The Lions had the lead early, and the Rams just kept it. They kept at it and stayed in the game. And yep. they made it really close to the Lions. The only thing I'll bash them on is they had so many chances to just run away with this. Yep. And the Rams like, we're not going anywhere. You're going to have to beat us. To, like, you're the beat us in the ground and, like, eliminate us. And they did eventually. Yeah. I mean, it was a brutal game. Like, Nakua went out for an injury at one point. Like, Stafford got beat up. Like, cut his hand open. Like, hit his hand on guys. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it looked like he got knocked out on one play and like they didn't take him out. And it was just, it was a gritty game. And it's like a Dan Campbell game that we kind of expect. Not this mm-hmm. like high scoring greatest show on turfs yep. on turf thing that we've seen with the Lions. Um, it was fun. And to see Stafford come back to Detroit and, Goff gets to play against his team that kind of cast him out and everything. Like it was just a fun game, and it it you could tell it meant a lot to both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get. I was hoping Stafford would get one last chance um, at a drive, but Detroit made enough plays and ran the clock out, and it you know they got that win. So it it was yep. so that was a fun game. Did you see Stafford's wife complaining about how the Lions fans were booing their his or their daughters on the sideline? Uh, yeah, I didn't read about it though. I mean, they were booing. First off, they were booing Stafford, which I don't understand because if I remember this correctly, he never asked to leave. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and his little girls were adorable. And I don't think they were booing the little girls. They're probably booing Stafford because he was mm-hmm. there. And either, either they know something I don't know or they're just right. pissy because they're Lions fans. I haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. I right. mean, literally 30 years. Like, yeah. Yep. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think the, I think the wife is used to her pizza pizza husband winning. And when he doesn't win, she's like, oh, I got I to gotta get mad about something. Ah, yeah, they're yelling at my kids. I'm like, did they actually yell at your children, though? Or you just – would you have had this kind of same conversation if you won? Right. Probably not. Probably not. No. But, uh, I mean, if they were yelling at his kids, and that is. That's messed up. Yeah. I'll shoot somebody to do that to my kid. Yeah. Yelling, maybe not. Maybe a light punch. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going off topic here. Um, mm-hmm. But Hutchinson actually had, so the Lions had two sacks. He had both sacks mm-hmm. um, finally, like, really showing up. He's, he has shown up, but 
don't think he's been as dominant as I believe he's supposed to. He has, he has two sacks and two tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, he tore it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, they showed him, like, they started highlighting him, and so I was keeping an eye on him. And it's like he gets in a sprinter stance before the play. Like, he is – it's crazy. It's like he's coming off the block, and he's so far out. He's getting a, you know, whatever five-yard head start before he even hits the lineman. So, I I would be terrified if I had that guy running at me. I would, too. I'd be even like – was 300 pounds. Like – I think a water boy. He's <laughs> like, woo, woo. He sounds like a choo-choo train. <laughs> That's exactly what I think of. Yeah. off the line. Um, yeah, big win for the Lions. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna probably look and see if I can sell my golf cards now because they've gained so much value. So that's fun. Um, I, I am so I'm so excited to see what happens now because I would love I would love for the Niners to get knocked out. Then you have all these teams that shouldn't be there yep. that are now there, and someone's going. That's what I want. Yep, it'd be amazing. That would be very fun. Yes. So, like you have either golf. Mayfield or Jordan Love representing the NFC. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm watching that game. I'm not yeah. watching the game the way. You know what I'm saying, though. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the uh, the snowy game in Buffalo, which was insane. Uh, did you see the photo of the stadium? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is nuts. Even like before the game, after they moved it, it was still nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Buffalo wins this 31-17. This is kind of a weird game. Because Buffalo, it just seems like they were just – they were dominating for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers block a field goal before the half. They march down. They get a touchdown. It's 21-7. to You're like, okay, okay. And the Steelers started scoring all of a sudden. But yeah. the, the freaking Bills just kept matching mm-hmm. them, literally point for point. And it got to a point where they were – I think they were like, two, what, two possessions. Yeah, they were – it was – they were down like 13. Or 14. I'm like, this is a two-score game in the third quarter. Like, this game's close. They just never got any closer than that. They just kept getting counter. Every time they scored, the Bills would score right behind. And and freaking Josh Allen had a 52-yard scramble for a touchdown, which is just insane. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they were – just to touch on the snow thing, I saw a video of fans getting to the stadium, and they had to, like, trudge th- – like it was up to their thighs, just trudging through snow to get to their seats. Like that was insane. Crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, this game, like, I didn't expect Pittsburgh to win. Uh, you know, they have played somehow well this season, even though it's frustrating because they're on Mason Rudolph, who is a terrible quarterback in my mind. I agree, but. Like you said, for whatever reason, they were able to get back in the game. And I, it's just annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's just because I don't like Pittsburgh, but who does? Right, right. Um, You know, I, I want Buffalo to be that team because I I like Josh Allen and I, I would love to see him get a chance in the Super Bowl. But, this is a game where I thought they would blow them out like Green Bay blew out Dallas or mm-hmm. Houston blew out Cleveland, and they just kept it close enough. Um, and I know Buffalo's banged up on defense and they're dealing with all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it, I don't know. I just didn't come away feeling great about Buffalo. 
Yeah, they won. That's about it. There's, there's no they didn't strike fear. Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield, in my mind, struck fear to their next opponents, going, "Oh crap! Like, yeah, this this could be very bad. We weren't prepared for this." Buffalo, Josh Allen did just enough to win. He's still an incredible football player, mm-hmm. but it just didn't, like you said, it didn't scare me. Yeah, you know, it, it it just really. I mean, really, before they scored, like this was a one. This was a one score game. Yeah, at one point, like at the very end, and they there was time, and they just they just couldn't do it. So yeah, I, I don't. If I'm, a, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm like, yes, we won. We gotta, we have to be better. Mm-hmm. So we will. I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward. They now they have the Chiefs, which will it's like a third matchup. I've seen. I'm very excited about that. Pittsburgh has a. I think Pittsburgh has a more difficult conversation because you got the Mike Tomlin saga going on. Kenny Pickett is clearly not your guy. Like, you've got to do something else. So I am really curious. I mean, they have Pickett for at least two more years on his rookie contract. Maybe they just keep him there and see what happens. But I feel like that's a waste of two years, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're going to be stuck with Pickett and Rudolph next year. Neither of those guys are guys that can go out and win you games. They can run an offense and be fine and uh, not really screw up. But, like, I don't know if you saw it. It popped on my reels or something like that. LaShawn McCoy was on a podcast and basically said Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett are the same quarterback. (laughs) And the other guys were like, dude, what are you talking about? And it popped up um, Joe Burrow and – I think this season he threw 13 touchdowns or something like that. Kenny Pickett has 13 touchdowns in his career. Yeah. Like exactly. He had like two touchdowns this year before he got hurt. Yeah. Like how can that guy be your starter moving forward? I, no. Yeah. No, not not in the north. No. Not with I mean you got Flacco out playing him. I mean heck, they could just take Flacco Mm-hmm. Like, and then the Bengals pick him up. He does the whole quadfecta, you know, and he plays for every team in the North. Just check the box and move on. Yep. Well, Sean McCoy, wild, great football player, apparently is a moron. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I said it. What are you going to do about it? Please don't hurt me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, big. I'm excited to watch the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs-Bills game next week, and that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the final game, which was awesome for Tampa fans, uh, the Bucks annihilate the Eagles 32 to nine, which is a weird score. Yes, it really is. Um, Baker goes off for 337 yards, three touchdowns. Baker won them the game. He, he tore it up. He was making these big, long throws receivers. And that's what like six or seven drops. They had yeah. these, he would have cracked 400 yards. Yeah. And this is probably 39 to nine. Yeah. And his receivers let him down. But I think I think Baker's got a deal coming next year. I think he's gonna get a three year deal at least for like sixty to maybe a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean he I think this is I thought I heard this right, that he is the only Tampa Bay quarterback to have three hundred yards and three touchdowns in a playoff game. Yep, you did. Yep. Like that's with Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with them a couple of years ago. Like mm-hmm. He, you're right. If I'm Tampa Bay, I lock him up for two yep. or three years and see what happens. Because 
hopefully they can keep Mike Evans and keep that offense intact and everything. But, you know, if he has Godwin and Rashad White with him, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, now you have him. You can get some targets in free agency. You can draft well all of a sudden. Like, you, you've got a good three- or four-year run coming. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I think, though, I think Philly lost this game more than Tampa Bay won it. Like, yeah. they were so bad. And, you know, going into it, you knew A.J. Brown was out. Jalen Hurts had – he was recovering from a dislocated finger – so we didn't really know what he could do. But, like, for whatever reason, they didn't run the ball at all. Yeah. Like, you have the one of the best offensive lines in the league. You have a quarterback who is dealing with a hand injury on his throwing hand, and you don't run it. And then your defense is so bad now. Like, they were giving up long plays. They couldn't tackle anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they were lucky Tampa Bay was dropping balls to keep them in it. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, what happened to Philly? I don't know, because in the draft, all, I mean, you watched it. It's like they were getting these steals after steals mm-hmm. in the first round. I'm like, how in the world can you guys allow these teams or Philly to get these players? Like, this isn't Jalen, Jalen Carter from mm-hmm. Georgia. I'm like, how did you let this guy slip? They load up. And then just have a complete meltdown the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. On paper, they should be dominant. Tampa's Bay, Tampa, Tampa's Bay, Tampa Bay's defense looked incredible compared. I mean, it, it, I don't understand it. You look at the Texans' defense; they drafted one defender, Will Anderson. Their te- their defense played better than Philly did against Tampa. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. And Hurts just he looks different than last year. He looks. You can call it injury. You can call it whatever you want. His reads are off. When he runs, he's running very scared. I'm not. I'm never an advocate of lowering your shoulder every time and hitting people unless it's like we don't get this, we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. But like he will run. I don't know if you watched some of his clips. He'll run left or right, and he'll slide. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you? You know, you're faster than him, right? Like, why would go get three more yards and run out of bounds? Like, you don't. It, it I, I don't something just seems it's like he got paid and he's like cool I'm good now I I don't think that's it because um, I don't think Jalen Hurts likes to lose like with as competitive as he's been he's been uh, a good teammate like when he mm-hmm. got benched for Tua he was a great teammate about it but like he went to Oklahoma and wanted to win and he's he seems like he's always working on things. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of he's hurt. I think like he had a leg injury earlier in the year. I don't know that he ever fully recovered from it um, just because he kept playing. Yeah. And then you have all this year it was A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And you lose A.J. Brown. You have Julio in there and he gets knocked out. And so all Tampa Bay had, and they weren't running the ball. So all Tampa Bay had to do was double Devontae Smith and Hertz. It was like the only guy he could throw to reliably was Devontae Smith if he was open. Yeah. And so he's running for his life because their pass rush is somehow getting to him. Like it, to me, it felt like it was Jalen Hurts out there by himself. Yeah. 
Well, they did. They blitzed 60% of the time, yeah. which is unheard of. But they it's like Philly came in not wanting to lose, and Tampa came in like, we're gonna, we are going to literally beat you. Like, we, we have nothing to lose here. We're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And Philly's like, please, God, don't lose. Yeah. That, that, that's what it felt like. So, um, and, big, big win for I, Tampa. Yeah. And I mentioned it last week. Like, if Philly loses this game, does Sirianni lose his job? I think if they lost it like a normal football team, I'd say no. But the fact that you got a complete beat down and couldn't do anything, it looked like everyone just gave up on the field. Mm-hmm. And you pissed Jason Kelsey off enough that he retired. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with it's time to cut the cord. Maybe A.J. Brown will convince him to bring Rabel in, which I actually think would be a very good pickup. So please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> he built a culture there that would be that's what he did in Tennessee. Anyway, I, I digress. But yeah, I, if I'm the owner, yeah, I think he's got to go. Yeah. I mean, you start out 10 and 1, and you end the season 11 and 7. Yep. You didn't make it by a lot. No. Like, I mean, the, the other teams were nipping at your heels. Mm-hmm. Like, thank goodness you won one of the last, like, last games to keep keep your spot. Because there was a there was a moment there where you're like, oh, my God, are you going to miss? Like, are you actually going to, like, fall out of, you know, the playoffs? Just like the Jaguars did. That's what it looked like was happening. I heard it was the second time a team has started 10-1 and one and not won their division. And – it was the Jets with Joe Namath. So back oh, wow. in the sixties or seventies, whenever he played. Like that's, <laughs> that's how long it's been. Good. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it was talk about a complete collection. I was I was telling Nicole about it. he might get fired and she was like, Why would that happen? They made the playoffs. I'm like, Yeah, but they barely made the playoffs. They limped in and then, then Tampa just the weakest, the weakest of all the teams coming in mm-hmm. kicked the crap out of you. Yep. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, Seriani, he, he's just – I don't know. I, I'm curious to see this next week's going to be big because now you have all the teams that are out, and if they want to have a chance at these interviews, they got to move very quickly in the net. Probably – well, it's Tuesday. You think in the next couple of days they got to fire them yeah. um, if they're going to. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so that's the wild card round. Sorry, super wild card round. Um, <laughs> now we're going to the divisional round. So um, just there's four games, so a little, a little less, but these – I've never been. I don't, maybe this is just me, but I've never been more excited about playoffs. Unless, unless one of my teams are involved. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, that's different. But I've never been a neutral party going. I want to watch every one of these games. Mm-hmm. Like either way, oh my gosh, either way, the Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield are going to the NFC Championship game. One of them is going. Yep, that's amazing. Or Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, or Jordan Love. Like they're. This is, a, this is exciting. Yeah. Okay. So, as far as the game, so we got first game, we have uh, both games each day. So, Saturday and Sunday, we have football, 4.30 and 8.15 on Saturday, 3 o'clock and 6.30 on Sunday. That's weird, but I like that better. I can actually watch it before I can go to sleep. You can get to um, earlier. Yeah, exactly. So, Texans-Ravens, uh, again, talking about this, you have two high-powered offenses. I don't know how the Ravens are almost an eight-point favorite. That seems aggressive. Uh, Stroud's too good, and this is a situation where I feel like if the Texans can get up 10-0 like they did, but like do something about it, I'm not convinced Lamar's going to be able to do it. I just – when he's forced to throw, and he shuts – he gets tunnel vision with his game, he struggles. Yeah, 
I mean, I think Houston loves being an underdog. Mm -hmm. And Lamar hasn't played for three weeks. The three weeks? Well, I mean, it'll be the third week when he's playing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. So, and among other guys on that roster that haven't played since week 17. Like, the ret it's that age-old question with the NFL, like, is it better to rest or is it better to keep playing so you get you stay in rhythm? And they are the one seed, so they got to buy along with sitting that week 18 game. Like, you, I just don't know. Like, it's the same with the 49ers. Like, I don't know what team is going to show up because yeah. Baltimore has – they were the most dominant team to end the season, but they weren't always that way. I mean, they still lost four games. So, are they – like, what team is going to show up? Lamar has been playing like an MVP, but like you said, Houston will not back down from that if they get up because their offense has been humming. Yep. Like, can Lamar, without Mark Andrews and with a kind of suspect running game a little bit, can he carry them? Actually, Mark. Oh, they put him back. Uh, I thought Andrew was actually back. He's not. Uh, they designated him for return, so he could eventually come back okay. into the Super Bowl if they make it. Um, but yeah, they got Zay Flowers is questionable. Dumervay is questionable. Andrews is out. So my gut, I'll just say this: Lamar and Stroud have almost identical passing stats, except for Stroud has 500 more yards. I think the Texans take this. I, I just do because they have a – they're giving them – I've never seen this – 18.3% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. They just dismantled the number one defense in the NFL. Dismantled it. The Ravens aren't any better on defense. They're good. They're not better. Yeah. They have a better offense, which can help your defense. There's a whole other conversation. But at the same time, like, I, I think the Texans take this. Man. Yeah. I mean, I if the NFL wasn't scripted – and we already knew it was going to be Baltimore and San Francisco. Yeah. I would pick Houston too, but that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a great, I hope it's a great game. I think Baltimore, they saw what Houston did to Cleveland and Harbaugh is going to have them up for this game and Mm -hmm. not to look past it uh, to the bills or the chiefs because the Texans are a tough team. And so I think Baltimore will find a way to win it. I don't think they're going to win by more. Like, I don't think they're going to cover. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, so you think so Ravens take it? Yeah. Okay. Starting out disagreeing again. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a very similar situation, too. I think this is more likely. Um, so Packers, San Francisco. The Packers have a 21.4% chance of winning. Mm. And the the Niners are an eight point five point favorite. Eight point five point favorite. That's right. Did I say that right? Eight point five. Eight and a half point favorite. That sounds better. Eight and a half point favorite. Point 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 point. point. <laughs> eight and a half point favorite. Uh, now in this one, I would say the Niners win this only because they're healthy. They end the year on a high note. They had a lot of energy coming in, and their defense is just so good. Mm-hmm. And McCaffrey is. The Packers are going to have their hands full compared to what they had to deal with with Dallas. So I, I think the Niners can easily easily dismantle them. But 
my final word will be if Jordan Love plays like that again, the Niners are going to have their hand. Purdy's going to have to go out there and ball. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember what Purdy was like in the playoffs last year because just the torn elbow lingers mm-hmm. in my head. I don't remember what he did the week before. Um, the 49ers this year, the only times they've been bad is when they've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're healthy. As long as like Trent Williams stays in the game, Debo and McCaffrey stay in the game, like Bosa and Warner are fine, Chase Young, all those guys. Like that is such a talented roster. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay is just this young team that doesn't know any better. And I think that's kind of why they're being they beat Dallas the way they did and why they're being successful. So it's like that puncher's chance where if they catch the 49ers off guard and Jordan Love has this big game, they could win it. I think nine times out of ten, the 49ers are going to win. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I don't know if Love – what Love's done is already amazing. So even if he gets his butt kicked, I'm like, hey, we've got draft picks. We're going to load back up. You've learned. Let's move on. Like, you've, you've done a great job still. But, yeah. boy, it would be fun to watch all the top teams just get knocked out. And, right, um, right. But for this game, I, I said, I definitely picked the 49ers for this one. Yeah, I'm also picking the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, I'm torn between my two loves of football. <laughs> so next we have the Lions and Bucks. So this is going to be in Detroit. Um, right? Yeah, they won the – yeah. They're yeah. in Detroit. Um, this should be a really fun game. You have two underdog teams. The Lions should be here. The Bucks you know, limped in on, like, what, a 9-0 win week 17 to be here. So they're yeah. like, I would say they're definitely the big underdog here. Um I think this is going to end up being a shootout. Uh, I don't think either defense is so dominant that the other team can't score, and I think this is going to be like a 28-31 like, onslaught of both teams just, just trading punches. Um, i got to go with Goff. I think he has more playoff experience, and I feel like they're both underdogs, so Baker doesn't have that, like, we're not supposed to be here chip. You, already, that chip, you played that chip, and you won. Congratulations. Now mm-hmm. you have another problem. Yeah, um, that's what I think. I think the Lions will in their home again. So I think they win this. The key to me in this game, as uh, an expert in football, you know, of course, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> average, so. right? Not just average. Yeah, the pass rush of Tampa Bay, Detroit's offensive line is great. Probably like right up there with Philly's offensive line. And Tampa Bay got after Jalen Hurts so much. And if they can do the same thing with Goff, it's what I was talking about earlier. Like if he if he gets pressured, he makes mistakes. Like we didn't mention it in the Rams game, but there was that play where the Rams were getting after him and he like chest passed it to the guy, mm-hmm. to his receiver backwards. And he, like, got freaked out that he was going to make a mistake, and he made a mistake. And yeah. that's kind of – I think that's the book on golf is if you can get after him, um, you can win. And yeah. I know Todd Bowles is going to do that just with what they did against the Eagles. So I I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. See, and I think you're right on everything you said if it was last week. Because now you've played, you know, okay, they are. Not, maybe they don't do the same plan, but you know they're not afraid to go heavy blitz. You mm-hmm. halfback draws and screens early on to be like, you better back off and you make them play straight up defense, they're going to have a problem. But yes, if they can get pressure, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't care how many weapons you have, you only have two seconds. It's yeah. not. That's all. That's all hurts head. Yeah. So, we'll see. I, I'm excited. We disagreed on all but one so far. So the games we've gone over, we disagreed on two. Why don't you just let me say my cool things and you just <laughs> leave it alone? So it's like, well, technically, well, it was two games. So uh, I don't want to hear it. I gotta keep you honest on here. I don't like it. I like to just make it sound bigger. Like we've disagreed on every game. You mean the three? <laughs> Shut up, Tim. <laughs> um. So this is. I still don't understand why it's like this. All right. So Chiefs and Bills. Uh, this is four thirty on, or sorry, six thirty on Sunday. I can't read. I'm getting old. Um, this is at Buffalo. I don't even look at. I look at the weather. It doesn't matter. They're both cold weather teams, so it shouldn't really change anything. This is going to be an awesome game. And in my opinion, Josh Allen is due. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes is not. Mahomes is great. And I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes because I'm a crazy person. But he's not. He doesn't look like the team did last year, and I don't think that's all Mahomes' fault. I think mm-hmm. Kelsey's losing a step a little bit, even though he's still a twelve hundred yard receiver. But when you're this high, you can still come down here and be great, but you're still slowing down. And if, if Rice can, if Rice can play like he did, they might have a chance. But I, I just think Allen's going to go nuts and have a game, and I think they're going to beat the Chiefs at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. Not the same Chiefs team of the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and whether you believe in that type of thing, it does seem like it's Josh Allen's turn. Yep. Like you had Joe Burrow get it a couple of years ago, then Mahomes came back and beat him last year. Like Allen is right up there with those guys as far as quarterbacks go, and he hasn't gotten a shot yet. And yep. this is it. Like Mahomes is great. That defense for Kansas City is amazing. But Josh Allen is going to be on a freaking mission. Yeah. Beat this team and get this monkey off his back of you haven't beaten Mahomes in the playoffs. Yep. And yep. like it's gonna be fun. But yeah, I think Allen goes off. Yep. I agree. And if, if you're if you're Allen, like the clock is ticking. And the reason I say that is Gabe Davis is a great number two receiver. But I would even say number two is pushing it. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs is 30 years old. You got Vaughn Miller's one of your defensive ends. Your window is closing of your talent. That doesn't mean they're not going to load back up. But your wit your you're, this is this is probably it. If you yeah. don't get this, Diggs loses a step next year. You still probably make the playoffs, but you're not, you have to go out and make a splash somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think Allen's gonna go all out. So I I, I agree with you on that. So, um, so oh yeah, we disagree on two of half half the games we we disagreed on. Tim, there you go. That's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. We disagreed on half. That's accurate. Right. That is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the other couple things we want to touch on. So obviously we'll start with Jason Kelsey retiring, um, which I made a joke earlier about. You know, Hurts played so bad. He was like, you know what, I'm out of here. I don't. I don't think that's what happened. I think the last two years he's been. Uh, contemplating. I think last year I saw Sariana sent a bunch of kegs of beer to his house. Did you see that? 
<laughs> and yeah, he, he convinced him apparently to come back. And he was like, oh, I'll come back and play. Um, but he retires and he couldn't have picked a better time with this whole Killer Swift thing. It's really propelled the Kelsey family into like stardom. Sexiest man alive. Yep. He's got a podcast. He's got a reality show. Like he's good. Like he's all set. Um, and he's, he was, he's probably one of the better, best centers to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with that personality. He's, he's hilarious. Like, and he's got right. Campbell's soup commercials. Now he's, he's all right. He's going to be set. So uh, it's sad to see him go. All these players from like when you and I were like, not kids, but like younger, like his coaches, everyone's retiring. It, it is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he is awesome. And he is half of the reason why Naomi is, as into football as she is now, like the the girl's personality, well, yeah, like yeah. she loves Jason and Travis, like, and it's it's not just that he is a great player; like he and Travis have been a great entrance for fans to football. Yeah, and it it just it's tough to see those guys walk away, but. You know, watching the Tampa Bay game, he they had a tush push that got stopped. And it was the first time in weeks that the tush push had been stopped. And the reason it's been so successful partly is Jalen Hurts because he can squat 600 pounds. But the other part is you have Jason Kelsey, who is arguably the best center of all time running that play. And for it to get stopped and that that really killed their momentum in that game, like it just kind of felt like, okay, this is a turning point. Yeah. It I think he could come back and still be a Pro Bowl center next year. But oh yeah. Like like you said, he's got all this other stuff going on. Like he doesn't need yeah. football. And if it's not fun for him anymore, like Yeah. So I have to ask this because now I'm just you pique my curiosity. If I see you putting on a beer belly and growing your beard out, should I just mind my own damn business? Yeah, don't don't ask too many questions. Yeah, it's, you heard what I said. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to just just want to understand. Like you're doing it, buddy. You're doing it. As far as that goes, she prefers Travis over Jason. So yeah, yeah. So so mustache then. Yeah, just the, <laughs> the cop thick yeah. mustache. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So maybe all three. If you want to give them the whole Kelsey combo, just <laughs> beer belly, mustache. Well, I can't even do a beard. We'll figure it out. But yeah. either way. <laughs> but yeah, farewell to um, Jason Kelsey. You will be missed. I'm yeah. sure he'll be in, announcing some other. I mean, he'll, I'm sure he'll be like uh, Pat McAfee. Maybe not that bad, but close to it as far as personality. Yeah. I mean, whenever Travis Kelsey is done, like – you could have the Manning cast and then the Kelsey cast, and it would be great. Yes. You could do Sinai football, Monday Night football. I'd yep. watch both of those. Yep. So, and then, what's the other one? Coaches. So, we want to talk through McCarthy, uh, Seriani, and Tomlin. Mm-hmm. So, of the three, all got knocked off in the playoffs in the first round. The teams, they really weren't supposed to lose to. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Tomlin should have lost. That was coming, um, and he seemed frustrated, but I mean, so if, rank them if you have to rank them, and who's getting fired? Like one is like, yeah, they're definitely getting fired. Three is, and eh, they might. What, what are you thinking? I think McCarthy's at the top. Okay. And then Sirianni, and then Tomlin. I feel like Tomlin oh. safe. 
Um, I just, if I'm an owner and the success that your team has had in both Dallas and Philly for the season to end the way it did for both sides just looks really bad. Yeah. And the kicker to all of that is you have the greatest coach of all time sitting at home waiting for a phone call. Yep. And so if I'm Gary Jones or if I'm, I don't know the name of the Eagles owner, like your team is ready. It just needs an extra push. And Bill Belichick can be that guy. Uh, I no, I agree, I agree on some of that. So I would actually flip them a little bit. So I go Tomlin is number one, McCarthy. No, Sirianni is number two. McCarthy is number three. Um, you think Tomlin, Tomlin is the most likely to get fired? I think so, and here's why. So what happened to Marvin Lewis. You put winning seasons together. You you build a culture, or he really continued a culture. Tomlin did. But you're not winning. And the kicker for me is they missed on Pickett. Hmm. Bad. Now, granted, they didn't trade up. He was like a 21st pick overall, nothing big. But now you're not a quarterback. You're back at that again. And hmm. that I think that says a lot about the GM um, and Tomlin. But at the same time, Tomlin's the one not winning. And the GM has a, like, speaking of Fitzpatrick, huge win for them from Miami. That was a great trade. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., great draft. TJ Watt, great draft. You can go back and look at all these great drafts. But you know Tomlin, as far as the quarterback, had influence there. And Pickett's in their building. He played for Pittsburgh. Like, it makes sense. And they they messed, they messed up bad. And so, I, that's why I think he's the number – he's my, on my list. Top, I think they should all three go, in my opinion. But I think Tomlin's contract's about up. Got his butt kicked. Just walk away. I think he needs a year off. And you think McCarthy is the least likely of the three to get fired? Yes, because at least his team came back and scored some points to the point that made – Green Bay put their back starters back in because they were nervous. At least they had some fire. It, it literally looked like someone killed someone's puppy in Philadelphia, and they were all just down. Yeah. That's that's what I think, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that, that, I think Tomlin and it's nothing. To, I think I would take Tomlin and Tennessee in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's not anything against him. It's just the situation. And throw on top of that, you missed your first round pick. It, it's probably time. Yeah, I think the tough thing for me with Tomlin is if it were any other coach besides, like, one of the better coaches, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. That is 100% true. Mm -hmm. But then you run into Mike McCarthy conundrum where it's like, okay, you can win regular season, but you literally cannot do – you demonstrate you can't do anything in the playoffs. Now, granted, that's not – that's McCarthy. That's not Tomlin 100%, but they have won a playoff game in 2016. Yeah. Super Bowl wins 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it, you're so far gone. You're putting together barely winning seasons, which is still impressive considering looking at what happened. But I think it's time. Yeah, that is one of those tough things. Like, we talk about the Chargers all the time with this. And it to an extent, the Steelers now, too. Like, if you're always a wild card team or fighting for a wild card, you're not – getting the best talent in the draft mm-hmm. and you're not really getting a bunch of big name free agents. Like you're good mm-hmm. enough, but you can't make that last leap. And it's impressive that Tomlin has never had a losing season, but 
if they had just had one terrible season and gotten, you know, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or whoever it was, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, like what how different would that look now? Oh, completely different. But yeah, they didn't. You know, they drafted defensive players. Mike's a defensive guy. They have an amazing defense. They have not missed on players on defense. At, and they even – Devin Bush, like, they used him the way they wanted to. They got rid of him, which was crazy in the moment. Genius yeah. now. Yeah. With Tennessee, nothing happened. Moved on. Now I think he's in L.A. or something. I mean, he's gone. Not making anything because they knew what they had. But they can't put an offense together to save their life. Right. But, it, boy, like you said, what if they had one of those quarterbacks? Because mm-hmm. the team is loaded. The receivers are great. I think Najee sucks, but Warren's a good running back. The defense is there. Like, go get Kirk Cousins. Go get one of these say, quarterbacks. Yeah, like their offense looked a lot better down the stretch. Like, yeah. Najee started running like he was back at Alabama. Yeah, they can but, play. They they can they have players. They just they can't connect them. That's the problem. Yeah, you need a quarter. You need a Burrow. You need a Kirk. Kirk Cousins would be great. Could have picked up Mayfield. You decided you didn't want him. Like, there's all yeah. kinds of free agents. You know, this year there'll be some more free agents. You gotta just. Got to go for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially since you're in one of the toughest divisions in football. Yeah, you're going to have to probably overpay to get somebody to be competitive. I, I just, unless you trade up in the draft or you hope LSU Daniels falls to your lap, I mean, I'd move up for Daniels. Um, yeah. Because you don't have to start him right away. I'd move up for that. I'd move. He, he was electric. Fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. So. Well, that's wild card weekend and all the drama attached to it. Um, there's always drama in sports mm-hmm. and business. There's always something going on. It's fun, but it's not happening to us. Right. So we yeah. like to talk about it. The playoffs so, are so fun. Every yeah, year. exactly. Yeah. We don't have teams in it, so we got to find happiness some way. So exactly. we're going to milk this drama. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll be finishing this up all the way to the Super Bowl. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep tuning in. Uh, what two, three, three episodes left? Divisional yeah, round. Yeah, we got our got our live stream on Pro Bowl Sunday. Four episodes left, sort of. Well, yeah, three episodes, one live stream of discussing food that I'm not happy about. That'd be awesome. So, so uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Check us out next week. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, get better at picking. You know. You know. <laughs> I call, you know what? No, no. I'm going to stay on my ground. I had, a, I called a lot of games that were like amazing upsets. It's not like I call a bunch of upsets. I usually pick them. I've done pretty well. My problem is I miss on some of those too. And that's where I end up fighting them. I, I, I just, I lose because I just, I'm like, I can win. They have a chance. They can do it. And they just don't do it. Yeah. Whatever you got to say to justify it. I say it to myself every night before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I repeat it. Nicole's like, shut up, Mike. I got stuff to do. (laughs) Anyways, thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks. See you.